Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Times Podcast here today. I'm joined with Macaulay for episode 48, I think, of this wonderful show. How are you, Macaulay? This is the first, this is the first time ever this is a new guest, technically. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I've been waiting a few weeks for, for this day. It's finally here. I'm excited. Also nervous, but here we go. Yeah, you'll be all right. Uh, yeah, so we've got a big show coming back for you. We're going to be talking about the finale of Wonder Vision. Spoilers ahead. Um, yeah, we're not going to be holding back on the spoils. Uh, and also, uh, we're going to talk about um, possibly the best Batman movie ever made. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so, McCoy, how are you? How have you been? Have you been up to much? Um, How's lockdown treating you? Um, yeah, keep myself occupied, as always. Um, watching those films... TV series, getting out and about, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you need to check out uh, McCauley's uh, Twitter and or Instagram because whenever he goes out and it's a nice day, you get some very interesting photos of, you know, your surroundings. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're one of those jammy buggers that have got a PS5, so obviously you've been very... The thing is, though, you, you said that you, you had no problem pre-ordering it before everything started. You were like, just did it nonchalantly. Yeah, it, it was such a casual order. Like, obviously, the build-up to the release date was there, and I was just, I'm an hour in, do I get it, do I not? And then I was just like, well, I've got loads of money in my savings that I'm saving for driving lessons that's not going anywhere, so I'll treat myself to, to a console, essentially. And I just went on a website. It was in stock. I clicked order. And then it arrived on release day, no issues at all. But I think, I think a lot of people didn't really have a lot of issues to start with, and it wasn't until it sort of sold out that it started to become a problem with people like bulk buying them and things. It it, it wasn't, yeah. I don't think people really understood uh, the the severity of how bad <laughs> it is to get a PS Five. Because you said yesterday when we were chatting, it's too like one of the chips in the actual system. They just don't have enough material yet to to mass produce it. I think. Yeah, it's just one of those things that's created by hype. Like, so many people got it, and when it sold out and people couldn't get it, all the people that weren't really fussed on it now want it. So, yeah. and the more the more it happens, and the more stock that comes out that people can't get, the more people want it. So it goes up and up and up. It just can't keep up. No. It's just it's waiting like for a... that bit to die down, really. So, yeah, I think I'm going to stop hunting for, for, like, a month or so, and just, you know, a few weeks, and, and just let no the crowd... Yeah, there's, I mean, there's not much coming out yet anyway. We're still kind of in the transitional period of games, swapping from the old generation to the new generation. Uh, yeah, so obviously you've been uh, you've been watching uh, uh, One Division, but I also, yeah, this is a segment I didn't tell you about. McCauley asked, do I have anything planned for this? I always said no, but there is this question I always ask a new guest. During lockdown, what, is, what, what have you been watching? You know, obviously everyone's been watching some stuff. What, what did you discover during lockdown that you, you fell in love with and things like that? Maybe not this lockdown, maybe the first, but what, what, what did you, you know, fall in love with? Fall in love with? Oh, I don't know, there's so much. Um, not necessarily like big series, but little ones. Well, I say little ones as in like small amounts of episodes. So um, obviously we have Mandalorian. Um, yep. That's probably one of the biggest ones. Um, we didn't get that until the start of lockdown because... We got Disney Plus later than everyone else. Um, and then Series 2, loving that. And then I went back and revisited um, things like Clone Wars. Just had a massive love for Star Wars, just like re-injected into me during the lockdown, I think. Was thankful for Disney Plus, essentially. Yes. 
And I, yeah, it's kind of interesting because I thought the Disney Plus, I mean, I know obviously you you got that, that year deal, but I thought Disney Plus was going up. But my my bill this month was still the regular price. So maybe, maybe. It's yeah, not yeah. Going. So all those that had, a, whoever had the year's um, subscription, I think, before next month, essentially get the same price again for the next year. So we don't get the inflation of um, Star until next year, which is pretty good. Yeah, considering Star is in itself pretty good. There's a lot on Star that you can... Yeah, I've started yeah. watching all the Family Guys again. Yeah, I mean, Family Guys is a real Marmite show. I think you either really like it or you really don't. Is, I mean, yeah. I, I, I find it enjoyable enough. Um, there, there are certain episodes I have vividly in my memory, like, you know, the you know, Star Wars ones, um, mm. you know. But it's sort of weird because you watch Family Guys as a kid and you don't pick up on a lot of it, but you go, oh, that's funny. And then you watch it as an adult and you're like, oh. Oh no! <laughs> it's like um, I was watching an episode. I was watching an episode of, um, uh, I was watching an episode of it, and uh, it was like they, they went to laser tag, and then they lost their memories, uh, and it turned out Stewie was like controlling them in VR. But there's a scene where because uh, they don't have any memories, Quagmire and Brian assume that Quagmire is his owner, and they go in. They go into Quagmire's house, and then Quagmire goes, "Oh look at this massive cage I got you!" And it's like obviously. A, like a sex cage yeah. it's like as a yeah. kid i wouldn't have picked up on that i would have just gone how strange he's got a cage in his house it's like oh no i, I remember the episode you're talking about yeah it's a good one yeah um it's yeah, one of those also... things where it's like really simple humor that you don't have to think too much about i think and it's just just nice easy background watching essentially yeah exactly and also david tennant pops up in a in an episode as the doc clifford he does which i tweeted about i think last week that's how i know that's how i know yeah yeah it was weird i was just watching it i was like that, i wonder who voices that and then we got to the credits and it said david tennant so i was like brilliant yeah with him farting in the tardis yeah it's a great sketch he farts in the tardis and the companion is obviously supposed to be rose just like generic blonde woman I was like, oh, let's go. And he's like, no, wait a minute, as he walks the door to get rid of the fart. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so dumb, but it's so good at the same time. Um, but, but yeah. Um, obviously, one division on the weekly, but, you know, there's it, been, uh, for example, I've, I've started watching The Office on Netflix at the minute, which I've been getting into, which I didn't like at first, but the more you watch it, the more it kind of it gets better but also so i have to say you did obviously i haven't started yet because i'm going to wait for the whole oh the dog's trying to hello um i'm going to wait for the whole drop but solar opposites um uh, which is which is on disney plus um or star if you want to be specific um yeah so i'm going to be watching that once everything's dropped i think there are four episodes out i think there's eight of series one and series two hopefully will follow in in mm-hmm. quick course like they did with the mandalorian i hope but there will be that catch-up because did we get the Mandalorian series two at the same time as everyone else? I think we did, right? We were yeah, because they aired yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So I fingers crossed we can we can get that catch up and then be prepared in time for series two. But who knows? Eh? Um, I feel like that that Disney did a good thing there when they because it could have gone horribly wrong if they didn't. Because for example, if say Wonder Vision came out like two weeks earlier in the US, it did the UK. That would be a pandemonium. People just no things. You know, so it's good that they. I think they do keep it succinct worldwide. I think I think that's what they're planning to do in the future. Obviously, last year when we first got uh, Mandalorian, they did it weekly. Obviously, America already had it for six months. Um, I think it's just a way of keeping the subscriber base um, constant for their obviously business model. So, 
like what, buy Disney Plus, spend what six quid, and you can watch it all in one go, or you can put it over weekly, and then they have to get three months worth, for example. Yeah, yeah, right. I think it's a good business model as well. And I think the good thing is with Disney Plus, and this, I mean, obviously Netflix released a bunch of stuff, but I think the good thing with Disney Plus is that it it's things that you know you'll enjoy off the bat, and then they know that. So them releasing a bit of Marvel every week of this year, they're doing that because they know that that means that all the Marvel fans will just stay sub. For all year literally around. like looking at i was looking at the timetable um the other day and it we've got a marvel show every week of this year all the way up to christmas eve and i think there's what, like a what? week gap between um each one essentially with it um and the gap is like the making of and it's the making of the previous episode or series or film depending on what they've released yep well, that's a good segue into speaking about one division. So, spoilers ahead. Um, I don't. I can't give you a time code when we're done. Just hopefully search through, and you'll hear us talk about Batman. Um, but yeah, oh, I'll, I'll do like a fu- I'll do like a funny face or something. Um, but yeah, so we'll, let's just get your perspective on one division first. What do you think of the first eight episodes? Were you a fan? I mean, I know this, but just to the for the purposes of the. Hello. Um, so we got episode one and two dropped first week, um, which I think was essential because after watching episode one, I was like, what the hell is this? But it was enjoyable, but it was just like, what the hell is this show? It's so random. And then we got to episode two and obviously they'd shifted up a decade. Um, and it's like, okay, this is what this is. It's essentially their life in a sitcom of that era, which if you're a massive sort of TV geek, or film geek or something like that who loves um, things like the aesthetic, the look of how shows look, then it's great because it, it goes through all that sort of like medium from like the shots to the sets to the music to how people act. And it's great. Um, and then episode three, um, is episode, that's the colour one, isn't it? Episode three. Yeah, they're in colour. Wanda's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And then you start getting the injections from the outside world uh, heavily hinted in episode three. Um, and essentially from that onwards you get all the all the outside of like the hex essentially and then it starts to become like a proper gritty sort of series and then it starts unraveling about what the series is actually about yeah exactly I think I think it was very very yeah. smart how they dropped it because I think they, they also played to both audiences because there were people who obviously really enjoyed the sitcom stuff and they found it, you know, hilarious and good pastiche. But there were some people, I think, especially the younger audience, that were like, well, what's this? I want to see superheroes fighting each other. What, what, what? And then they, towards the end, they did a very good job of mixing that very well, you know? Um, because I think after episode four, so that's five episodes, they're all mixed. It's all a bit of a jumble. You get to get some episodes in the hex, some episodes out of the hex. You know, it's there's a mix. Um, and I think I think that worked a lot, you know, really well. But I enjoyed the sitcom stuff. I generally could have had a series of sitcoms, to be honest. I I, I rather enjoyed that. And I thought, obviously, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany were having a blast. Uh, and then obviously you bring Evan Peters into it, and he's having a he's having a blast as well. And the reveal in episode nine about his character was genuinely hilarious. Um, do, do, do you remember what happened? Yeah, I should be able to what happened, yeah. Yeah, just a general sort of guy living in a an attic, essentially. Um, with, the, with the last name Boner. Yeah. <laughs> and even he laughs. At, even, I suppose, him in Pietro mode laughs at the name Boner. Yeah. And then, yeah. 
So, so it's, it's yeah, they just... really they really had us going with the uh, the multiverse theory with him, but it literally was just a case of oh, let's cast him as like a as a red herring sort of thing. It was a fucking. I like the fact that they obviously like spit in our face of the fan theories because they just made him a bo- a literal boner. <laughs> They're just like, oh, there yeah. you go. It's like, it's, just like, it's like, oh, here, we're bringing, we're bringing Petro back, but it's going to be Exxon Petro as Pete. And yes. you're going to think that because you've got like Doctor Strange and the multiverse stuff and Spider-Man with the potential multiverse stuff that's all coming out, um, it's obviously not going to confirm, it's just all rumours and stuff. And they thought, you know, let's, st- let's stick another version of that character in just to mess with your minds a bit more. Um and obviously everyone thinking that we're going to get that Doctor Strange cameo at the end, hopefully. But that didn't happen. Nope. No Mephisto. No Mephisto. No nothing. Which is the way, which is the way I, I did enjoy. Um, because I think, you know, if we, if we had all of that in it, I mean, it would have been great. And we would have lapped it up anyway. Like if, but I, I, I would have had a massive problem if Doctor Strange popped up at the end to help out. I would have been like, you don't need him. Either bring him yeah. in at the start or don't just bring him. Um, and I obviously I did enjoy the fight between uh, Agatha and Wanda. I thought it was really cool. I liked the whole motif right, of Wanda. Yeah. No, I say I liked it, especially when she transformed into her like Scarlet Witch outfit. Like, yeah, she looked insane. And the whole bit where she like she was given all her powers over and stuff, and she's absorbing it. I thought she generally was giving it up, sort of thing. And then bam, I know where we get we get the the spell. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's great. Like, it's really good high stakes. It was a shame we didn't get to see more of uh, Vision versus Vision, though, because that was a bit yeah. sort of that was sort of generic fighting, which was good. It was nice to see Vision back in his element, but I wanted to see more from them too, essentially. And where the fuck did he go? Yeah, where he, where is my Vision? He was, like, we don't... he was like, I'm Vision, and then fucking eats himself in the sky, dips. It's like, <laughs> where's he going? <laughs> don't if you are if you are Vision, save your fucking girlfriend, you melon. Or, or wife? Yeah. Are they married? I, are they are they technically married? They were in episode one. Technically, who knows? But either way, White Vision will be back. Wanda will be back. They'll be back. But I'm just happy that Paul Bettany's got a job. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I think the one thing that leaving the series is we've all realised how talented Paul Bettany is because he sort unfortunately Vision didn't really get much time to shine in the MCU because he was obviously no. that kind of stoic guy in Age of Ultron. In Civil War, he's like slowly melding, so becoming more humanoid. And then in Infinity War, he's like out of action for the whole movie, essentially. Yeah. And Endgame, who's Vision? Yeah, who's the, they, they literally... He's basically been a side character, essentially, for the whole of um, the film. And obviously, from comics, we know he's this all-powerful being, and it hasn't really shown that to anywhere. We get little hints of it here and there. Like You get the little free sample, but we want the whole thing. We want the full, we want the full cake. We we want more Bethany. I think it's it's more Bethany. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, guess what I mean, I like as well how they kind of in this episode they kind of wrapped everyone's story up quite well. I mean, like for example, I forgot Darcy existed <laughs> because she just doesn't in it. And apart from one I'm scene, the, the side of the trap. Yeah, I I hope she's back in Thor four. With, with she it, should if, be if Natalie, but because you know what I think. As long as you write Darcy well, which they did in this series, she's actually very funny and not she because the issue is I think especially in Thor the Dark World, she was very annoying because she sort of had no purpose. She sort of just stuck around because because the first the first Thor was all about the astrophysics and things like that, which obviously she yeah. knows a lot about. But then the second film had nothing to do with that, and it was just like, oh, it's demons and elves. She was like, I'll just stick about them. Um, 
Whereas a nurse, obviously, she has a purpose. She's great. Same with Jimmy Woo. I love Jimmy Woo. It was good it to see so him good. get. It's good to see him get a bit of authority at the end, which obviously Rambo says. Yeah, I love really he, had his, he had his second uh, magic trick little thing with his handcuffs. That's yep. With his, <laughs> with his pin. And obviously, then Haywood goes to prison, which is which is good. Thank God. But how long will he be in prison for? I don't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so everything sort of wraps up quite nicely because again, again, this show obviously isn't really about the action; it's more about characters and things like that. I think, I, I think a lot more of the action sequences will be a lot more grand in the Falcon and Winter Soldier coming up very soon, which we, from the trailers already looks action-wise very sick and very much based on the Winter Soldier style of action that we saw. So that's going to be very interesting to to, to to see how that unfolds, which we should see in two weeks' time. Yeah. What did you make of the uh, the post credits sequences? So, a bit confusing. I've not looked into them because usually I have a little look to to see what's happening. Um, well, I can ex- I can explain both of them. Um. Okay. So, obviously, we see um, a scr- is it scrolls? Yep, scrolls. Yeah, re- yeah. Reveal herself at the end. Um, I have no idea who she's referring to when she points up. I thought we were going to see somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury. Ah, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, do, you remember, do you remember at the end of Far From Home, he was on the space base the whole time? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's the so, sword, space base. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I've only watched that film once. I need to revisit it. Um, which is really shocking for me because Spider-Man's my favourite. You only um, seen Far From Home once? I know, it's criminal, right? Oh, it's great. I know, it was Christmas, and then I was going to get it on 4K, and then I didn't get around to doing it. And, yeah, I still haven't. <laughs> I was hoping they were going to put it on Disney Plus, but they didn't. So I will get it and watch it again at some point. But, um, yeah, so we'll obviously see her back, because she's got these new powers that were pretty much revealed in this episode, with bullets just sort of, like, passing through her, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and then the final one is... Well, do you want to say anything about that credit scene? Well, the final, the, fi- the final ones are more sinister. So you see, kind of, yeah. you get this like landscaping shot of um. Of, she, she basically goes to Thanos. Some, ma- some mountains. Yeah, yeah she, she run away. Wanda's done a Thanos. That's a good way of putting it. And then you see yeah. Wanda doing some like you know she's like got a teapot or whatever. And then you go into this other room and it's all dark and it's the Scarlet Witch. I'll say they're two different entities at this point. The Scarlet Witch and yeah. she's reading the Dark Hold and. Let me tell you what, I don't, she doesn't look very superhero-y there. She looks more dark, corrupt villainy, which Doctor Strange might have to sort out in Doctor Strange 2 in the multiverse of madness, you know? Yeah, I feel like she's going to be uh, causing some issues, like she did, obviously, in the WandaVision series. It's good, like, she didn't mean to do it, it just happened. Um, so, yeah, she's like one of the more <laughs> powerful beings, so she's going to have a downfall at some point. Exactly, and yeah, you could even hear, I believe, one of the boys say, "Mom," and obviously, yeah, 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 and it's like, so so is she breaking into the multiverse to try and get what you know? Is there is there a multiverse where what you know, Wanda and Vision actually have the kids? Yes, she created obviously these children um, through Vision, so they are living beings with like they've got minds of their own and actions that they can deal with and stuff, and they have their own powers. Like she wasn't making that. Like they were doing things of their own accord, essentially. So they they do exist in some form, somewhere. Um, but it's it's where they are essentially is is the next the next issue. 
Yeah, it's just trying to find where they are. And I do think to try and get them, Wanda might break into the multiverse, and that's when Doctor Strange kind of catches on and goes, hang on a minute, she's going to destroy the multiverse, try and find these kids. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, there's, there's definitely more of a sinister vibe to, 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 to that final credit scene. I, I didn't go, ah, it's a sort of that oh hell yeah moment in the actual main portion. We got like Wanda's the Scarlet Witch now. Hell yeah, like she's got the, the head bit and everything. You know, you have the really like sad bit where they 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 kiss the kids goodnight for the final time, and then everything goes to normal. But yeah, it's just that I, 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 something about that credit scene makes me feel unnerved. I don't feel Wanda is entirely recovered as of yet. No, but she's she's one step further essentially. She's accepted that Vision's gone. I think. Um, well, yeah, but is he? Yeah, but is he? I don't know if he is. Well, well, we know. We know personally. We know that there's another Vision out there somewhere. We'll say. Is he, or did he get destroyed when the Hex got destroyed? I don't get it. I... Oh no, that Vision did. So the Hex Vision died, the pink one, but the white one is still Vision, and he got all his memories back. But he's eaten off somewhere. So we just need to wait. Like, obviously, there's going to be a reunion at some point, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's... Yeah, no, I think... Yeah, I wonder where that will be. I don't know whether it'll be anywhere on our timeline. Maybe Paul Bettany is in Multiverse of Badness. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I've got I've got the timeline here in front of me. So we've got WandaVision, obviously we've just finished. Mm-hmm. Um, March 19th, we start Falcon Winter Soldier. Nice. Um, which is one episode a week. That's six episodes till the end of April. Um, and then the 7th of May, we've got Black Widow. Um, which is a cinema release, I think, or near Fingers enough. Crossed. Fingers crossed. And then May 21st, we've got Loki. Nice. And then July 9th, we've got Shang-Chi. Nice. Um, and then July 23rd, we've got episodes one at, one to three of What If. So they're dropping three episodes of that on one go. Nice. And that's weekly, 10 episodes. Um, and then Miss Marvel is September 24th. They're dropping two episodes at once. So that's six. And then we've got Eternals on the 5th of November. And then November 19th, we start the Hawkeye series. And that, so literally something every week. But in between those, we've got the making of as well. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I'm excited for the Hawkeye series because I'm a big uh, Hayley Steinfeld fan as well. I think she was great in Into the Spider-Verse. I think she'll be good as the new Hawkeye. I also like Jeremy Renner. I know some people don't like Jeremy Renner. I really like, I quite like Jeremy Renner. He's just one of those characters that, that's been in there. He's been really good, but he's not had his moment because he's not one of the main yeah. sort of things. So, like, obviously he's been in the Avengers films, but the main sort of pull to the Avengers films is mainly the Iron Man, Captain America, Thor and Hulk. No one really, like, yeah. but we're doing a Hawkeye on the back burner, essentially. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the good thing about Hawkeye is I, even more than Blackwood, I'd say he has some really good moments. Like, you think, go back to Age of Ultron and the whole speech to Wanda, you know? Yeah, you can stay there all you want. There's robots outside. I've got a bow and arrow. I don't know if this makes any sense, but if you go out the door, you're an Avenger, and it's like a really cool little thing. Uh, you it's know. a really good speech, yeah. And he has a really yeah. good um, moment in, you know, when his family get like dusted in Infinity War. Yep. That yeah. was. Was yeah. it Infinity War? Or Endgame? It was the beginning of Endgame, but like, I, the beginning I, of Endgame. Yeah, that was a really good scene. Virtually the same thing. Um, they were originally going to do it as a post-credit scene, but they thought it was too dark. After everyone died, they were like, "Yeah, let's not cut away to more people dying." No. <laughs> Even though they sort of did that anyway. But I suppose the Captain Marvel scene sort of gave you hope that someone was coming to help out. Um, yeah. 
But imagine how we imagine going back, going back in time and knowing the end of Avengers game and just spoiling it for the entire cinema room. That would be, oh, that'd be great. They wouldn't believe you, but yeah. Well, Tom Holland did it, didn't he, for uh, <laughs> uh, the Infinity War? Did you hear yeah, about yeah. that? Oh, mate, they all died at the end of this. Whoa. <laughs> Or was, or, no, or was that? Say it was the premiere. Was that Ruffalo that said that? Because Ruffalo, I think, said. I think yeah, so. it was Ruffalo. It was Ruffalo. It was an interview of Ruffalo and Don Cheadle, and the guy goes, "Oh, there's been so many cool like moments in this one." He goes, "Well, wait, just we wait for the ending in this one, mate. Everybody dies, and then Don Cheadle goes, do do and he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no." But no, it was um, Tom Holland at the premiere, so they premiered it, and obviously he was one of the guests at this screening, and he walks in, he goes, "It's all right, guys, I'm still alive," and they hadn't watched it yet. <laughs> Because he was he was introduced in the film, which is like brilliant. No, 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 no. Oh, that, he must have felt like I feel bad for him now when I'm just sat here. Um, you know, just crazy. Well, he's not a stranger to it. He's always like you've always got to be careful around him. Oh yeah. They've obviously played on with the new Spider-Man. Yeah, obviously. Um, what do you think? What do you make of the new title? Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, yeah, excited. As I said earlier, um, with the rumours about multiverse stuff, I feel and that like comes that's... that comes out this year as well. Christmas. Yeah, that yes. comes out later this year. Yeah, Christmasish sort so, of time. Which I'm we've, we've got a lot to watch this year, Marvel wise, and you know, yes. to do. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Hopefully, in a much different world as well, where we can actually go to cinema and enjoy these films again, like we did. Back in the old times. Um, but it's great to get back to cinema again. Yeah, like, it was. Right. Yeah. Go. And so, because the last film I was going to watch in cinema was um, Wonder Woman, so I had tickets bought, and then I was in the fortunate, or the unfortunate position of being the only place in like the south coast um, that got put into a higher lockdown than everyone else just before Christmas, randomly, like everywhere in sort of like a 50 mile radius was fine, except one little bit where I was. So I didn't get to see Wonder Woman in the cinema. I decided not to get a digital copy because I want to experience it on the big screen. And that's what I'm desperate for, go and I see mean, any old film now. Right. To be fair, you do have quite a big tally, so I would call that big screen. I mean, you know, you, is it one of your, oh, why am I sort of focused? Jeez, come back. Hang on, let me turn it off. How long have I been out of focus? I've not I've been looking at you. I've just not mentioned it. <laughs> right, hang on. There we go. Beautiful. Okay. Um, sorry, everyone. Maybe not. But you know, maybe it's been a lot more visually appealing. Um, the subscriber count went up. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's. I went to the cinema once during the whole you know Corona restriction stuff. I only. I've only been once. Because the last film I saw was uh, was onwards before everything went to absolute shit. Oh. I think that was one of the last ones I saw in cinema as well before the first lockdown was onward. And then I went to see Tenet in in you know when that was released with all the restrictions. Yeah, I did that as well. Yeah, I went to see Tenet in London. Um, at um, I can't remember what cinema is called, but it's the biggest screen in Europe essentially, the highest quality, and it was insane. Like. It was so good, like the sound, the picture, the whole experience was amazing. And it was quite nice actually, because they have a little, um, one of the staff comes up to like a little podium and they did like announcements, birthday messages and greet you and stuff. It was really nice. It was a nice little experience. Yeah, yeah they, I, I would, 
yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that and say, um, yeah, I think that's yeah, I think yeah, it's just it would be it would be cool to be. I think one thing I missed about going to cinema was because the big the big thing was last time that I went when it was with the masks and stuff. I mean, you had people at the door checking, looking in because obviously you had to. It just it felt yeah. very. It didn't feel like that experience you know the magic you get because obviously the whole. I mean, I go to to a, a chain in the UK called View, and the whole thing is to get lost from the outside world. You know, you're in. But when you've got like obviously you got like mask warnings everywhere. You got people wearing. You know, it was very difficult to get yeah. immersed within the film. Um, you know, not well, only depends on the cinema. So when I went, we didn't obviously wore the mask, but as soon as you sat down in your seat in the cinema, you could take them off. Yeah, so, so we can do that. We can do that. I think it depends on the local rules, really. So I went, I went and watched quite a few cinema, um, well, films in the cinema, essentially, through that sort of like grace period we had. Um, watched a few that I'd seen before that I love, like um, Ready Player One, great film. Quality film. Um, yeah, and I've revisited a few that I haven't seen before. So there was, um, I saw, oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Um, Interstellar, that was it. Um, went to see that in IMAX, that was fun. Um, and then I saw some cheesy stuff, um, such as, uh, what was it called? Um, Flash Gordon, that's the one. They did a 4K restoration of Flash Gordon, which is very sort of cheesy superhero movie. Yeah, no, yeah, Flash Gordon, because I know Beef is a big fan of, of Flash Gordon and things like that. So I know when, when I think you might have told him at the time that you went to see it, I think he was very happy with you at that point. I think he was rather proud that you went to to watch uh, that. Um, yeah, so I didn't go to any of those screenings, mainly because, um, you know, it was just, it was an unknown. It was kind of a scary thing to do because at that point it was like, stay at home, you can't go anywhere. And then it was like, oh, you'd be going, what, going to a massive stuffy room with other people. And I'm like, I don't know whether I fancy that. Obviously with Tenant, I'm a big Nolan fan. So I was like, well, I've got to go. Also, I want the film to make money because it was a difference as well. I mean, obviously the cinema changes make money, but it was also like, I don't want all these films that people put millions of, dollars in just a flop now for the next two years because we're all scared so I thought I'd do a little bit um yeah it's it's hopefully we can get back to that hopefully we can go I think for me the biggest the massive uh pardon the pun but the massive soul crushing film I couldn't watch this year was soul because I love the a massive part of the cinema experience for me is watching one of those beautiful Pixar animations on this big screen they're amazing and it's just you know to not have that moment you know and Soul is a great film. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to watch it because it's just beautiful. And then we've got, um, was it Raya that came out today? As we're like, today is in like the 5th of March um, as we're recording this. Um, that new Disney film. Yeah, Raya the Last Dragon, isn't it? Or something like that? Yeah, yeah, Raya so the least, Last... yeah that's released today as um, Premier Access. So for 20 quid, you can rent it on Disney Plus. When in theory, I'd want to go and pay like six quid at my local cinema and watch it on a big screen. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's so, it's, it's it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. The whole Disney Plus system that, you know, when they do like the rented things as well, like when they do with Mulan, it doesn't work. 
like the premiere access. I'm going to wait for right because you know, like, oh, you just got to wait two months and you can watch it for free. So it's not free, it's still under. Yeah, I think it's, well, I think, yeah, June the 4th, I think they're putting it on there for everyone else. My birthday. <laughs> There you go. That's your birthday sorted, Alex. Go I and watch. Did. Yeah, Disney have uh, Disney have uh, given me all the stuff that I need. Exactly. Yeah, I just so, think cinema is such a big point in my life. Like I go like a few times a month with my friends. We just go down. Get like one of us buys the tickets, one of us buys the food, and we just rotate it essentially. And yeah, we watch some utter crap in the cinema sometimes. But you know the big ones are the, are the ones that I look forward to. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, I. I think I think I do miss seeing those crap movies. You know, I mean those releases. I think I think they're kind of fun to go. Oh, there's uh, sometimes you like a really mainstream actor a film you know is going to be shit. But it's sort of like if you know you're home, you're not going to bother checking it out because you have the option. Whereas if you're like, oh yeah, I'll go and hack it in the cinema, you can't. At that point, but you can, if you watch it on Netflix, it's just, but you can just turn it off. Yeah, you can just yeah, go. Oh, this is actually. Whereas cinema, I paid a fiver for a ticket. I need to stay and watch it to the end. Yeah, you can't just randomly go. Oh yeah, I'm going to leave and just you know not bother. I've only done that with one film ever in my life. Off that. It was called The Fifth Estate. It started Benedict Cumberbatch. It was so boring, I left. Uh, there was two films that I really wanted to walk out of the cinema with, but I didn't because I would have walked out on my own, essentially. So one was The House with the Clock on Its Walls. That was um, Jack Black. And the other yep. one was um, Holmes and Watson, which was the uh, Will Ferrell version of Sherlock Holmes, essentially. Awesome. And Yeah, they were just both very terrible. Were they really bad, yeah? Yeah. Wow. There we go. Um, because I did I, I know I knew I knew I knew a mate of mine went to see Holmes and Watson, but I didn't know uh, how how good and or bad it was. Um but now I know not to bother. Um there you go. Um yeah, I think again, I want I want to see those bad films because the thing is they get dropped and now we're not hearing anything about them. There's no legacy with these films that you know, like even there's that new Tom Holland Daisy Ridley film, which is probably going to be awful considering they filmed it four years ago and it's coming out four years <laughs> later. And it was even without lockdown, it was only going to come out around this time anyway. So yeah. it, it, I don't have any faith. I am looking forward to Cherry, but no, the reviews for that haven't been great. But I'm looking forward to that on the old Apple TVs. Um, but yeah, just hopefully we can get back and enjoy the cinema experience with a lot of great films and have a good time. What is the one film you're looking forward to the most that hopefully you can see? It's coming out in the next few years in the cinema. I think Spider-Man's definitely one up there. Yeah. Because I love, love Spider-Man so much. Um, maybe the upcoming Suicide Squad film. Yep. Yeah. Gotta love James right. Gunn. Yeah. Yeah, that's looking to be really good. Um, a lot of the reviews and stuff from it um, look good. Uh, I say reviews, like what the cast have said about it anyway. Um, other films in cinema that are coming out. Yeah. United. It's more TV series, I think, that the big studios are pushing at the moment. Uh, 
Yeah, exactly. Um, like I said, I think once the decks kind of shuffle back, then we'll see a lot more smaller releases. Because the issue is, is that when things do open up again, you're going to get blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster that just haven't released on digital. And then all the little films are going to get swallowed whole. Yeah, there is one film, actually, that sort of got missed under the radar. It was um, Catherine Tate's Nan. I didn't even that know that it came out. So that was that was due to come out end of last year. Um, like there was loads of promotions for it ready, and then it just sort of disappeared. Um, so that that will come out at some point, I'm sure. But then obviously that's going to be swallowed up by um, all these big ones. So obviously we've got like Jane, the James Bond film still not out yet. Um, all these Marvel ones. Um, I'm sure DC have a few that they have got up their sleeves. Um, Disney have probably got loads waiting on their back catalogue. Yeah, because uh, what you got the Pixar one coming out this later this year, Luca, which should be really good. Um, obviously, Raya, The Last Dragon has had a limited cinema release in the US and things like that, but yeah, they've probably got tons. <laughs> yeah, um, obviously, hopefully, we can actually see Black Widow in. I mean, Black Widow is the it's something it's um, um, but there's sort of one of those things where. Black Widow is one of those ones that I don't really care about too much. Like, I want it for Scarlett Johansson because she deserved the movie when she was alive. But now she's dead, I'm sort of like, eh. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like it's filling a gap. That didn't, well, it needed to be filled, but it should have been filled ages ago. So now it's just like, eh. Like, the good thing, it's sort of, people were kind of equating it to Iron and the Wasp, but the good thing about Iron and the Wasp is that you knew it would somehow fit in. This is just going to feel like this should have been released five years ago, and then you can pop it in the space where it needs to go. It's like they've gone, oh, we, we could have done something, we didn't do it, so we'll do it now. It's like, well, yeah. It's like, I'm happy, that, in a sense, that's why I'm happy it's that film, and we're not waiting on, like, the next Spider-Man to the next Marvel film that we, because that would, that, I mean, I remember literally the day like a two weeks after watching Far From Home. I went to see the Beatles movie yesterday and then I came back and that's when the whole Spider-Man saving the MCU broke and I went, no, no. I went, do you remember that day? That day was hell. <laughs> and they were like, oh yeah, they haven't, they haven't agreed on anything. And it was like Christ for Tom Holland actually fixing it to shit. Because <laughs> it, yeah. it was down to him getting drunk and rigging them up and being like, I don't like, you need to sort this out. <laughs> This he's just what alleged. Essentially, just this is the new Tom Holland podcast. We're just going to talk about how great Tom Holland is. We love Tom Holland. We're, who do, who yeah. doesn't love Tom Holland? You know, just what a guy. People that people that don't love Tom Holland aligns themselves. Yeah, my, my friend is like a Toby Maguire elitist, so he's like everything else apart from that is shit. And I'm like, you can enjoy everything. Like, yeah, I don't. Your- I, I don't particularly enjoy Toby Maguire's films, but I didn't grow up with them, which a lot of people did, and I understand why there's the nostalgia there, but. They're just not for me. I, I watched them, but not in that sort of or as everyone else my age back then. So I wasn't really into superheroes properly then, essentially, to follow his films. I didn't really get into it until sort of Andrew Garfield, who yeah. I have quite a nice like bond of his films. But I know that he doesn't get a lot of love, unfortunately. Uh, it's mainly because his second film is a mess. Um... Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, look, here's Dane DeHaan as the Green Goblin, which just looks wrong. <laughs> but, but, and, and I thought essentially the villains are just shit, mate. That's the problem. Hopefully, Jamie Foxx will be better in this new Spider Man film. 
I like Jamie Foxx. I want him to do well. I think he's very talented. Um, um, but yeah, should we actually get on to uh, the, the, what this podcast is actually about? Yes. <laughs> Which is the Lego Batman movie. Yes, now this 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 podcast was in a bit of jeopardy because I've moved back to to where I'm originally from because I had to go get um my COVID vaccine and I didn't take the Blu-ray with me and I was like there's no I don't remember this film at all but I haven't seen it and I did some googling and it was on Amazon Prime thankfully so I did get to see it but Macaulay just for the viewers what would you say this film is about in about three sentences or less? We... Um, Batman's a loner. He wants a family and bad guys. A lot of bad guys. Lots of them. From every single franchise Lego is a partnership with. Yeah. <laughs> Including Some of Doctor them. Who. Been, yeah, but they weren't named. They weren't. They were called, weren't they called like British sci fi? Like, like, yeah, I read out the quote. It goes, Ah, oh, the British robots asking their friends. What's the quote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it. Because also aren't they, the, aren't they like some of them the paradigms as well? If I remember, if I remember they're all paradigm darlings, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> which shows possibly when this actually no, there's no way it was animated that early. I suppose they just had the licensing. To, I suppose they look cooler within the film. I suppose the bronze one would look kind of bland and. Well, it depends when um, it came out. So the Lego Batman movie came out twenty seventeen. Uh, twenty seventeen, yeah, um, and Lego Dimensions. Um, was where we had the first Doctor Who thing was 2015 so they would have had the licence unless they didn't renew it I don't know how long the licence went for who knows but everyone else Gremlins didn't called like 80s villains I think yeah when was the last time that you saw a Lego Doctor Who set well, the last official release, I think, was the Cyberman and Dalek 2-pack for Dimensions. So it was 2015? Yeah, so we had, yeah. Christ. Damn. So yeah, essentially, yeah, McCauley did this well. Um, so essentially Batman, played by Will Arnett, from the, from the same universe as the Lego movie, um, it's just a loner and... Yeah, it's about him reconnecting with the world, as, as it were. Uh, but unfortunately, the, the Joker is up to his old jokey tricks. And it's all, all about the Batman saving the day. But this film is great for many reasons. I mean, first of all, it's funny. It's incredibly entertaining. It understands Batman better than the live action films do, um, especially the... Especially the uh, Ben Affleck ones. I don't, I don't mind Ben Affleck, but those films are terrible. Um, you know, and you know, it's it's like it's a lot of fun. You know, there's 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 music sequences in this film. But there's so many there's a lot of them. There's, it's brilliant. Like the whole the whole first action sequence is essentially just a music sequence. It's great. And then you get obviously you get you get. I know you're aren't you a fan of the Man in the Mirror cover from this film as well? Yeah. So. So, so at the start of the film, essentially, we get all the dramatic. You get the dramatic opening of like every movie starts in black, and he talks you through all like the the logos and stuff. But essentially, like recreating what we're thinking when we're watching it. Essentially, like, oh, that logo is cool, or like our DC there, of course, sort of thing. Um, and then we get you get the quote essentially, which is um, your Michael Jackson quote, 
but it's not because Batman says it, so which he kind of says to us, which I think is quite fun. Um, yep. I was, what is that quote? It's um, take a look at the word and make a change, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it quotes it to Michael Jackson. He goes, "No, I said that." Crosses it out. It says Batman, and then I think we later on in the film we get a lot more of those. Um, exactly. Like little anecdotes of quotes that he he picks out and stuff, which is quite quirky. Quite quirky and quite you know quite fun. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It, it again. It comes down to. I think Will Arnett is so brilliant as Batman because he's he's not only again. It's one of those comedy films. It's one of those kids films that aren't isn't just made for children. Like they get the it's layered like it's very similar to the original Lego Movie, which kind of get which is amazing. Very. I think the second one gets too much slack. I really enjoyed the second one as well. Um, but he's so good in this film of doing some kid jokes, doing some other jokes, and especially when Robin comes in, who's a bit more childish and a bit more what have you. He's definitely more yeah. for the kids, and Batman's like your, your angry dad. I just don't really give a shit and just wants to get things done. Um, but you also get some really cool Bruce Wayne things in here as well. Because I, th- I think in the Lego verse, we just assumed Batman was just Batman and there wasn't a Bruce Wayne. Yeah. We just were like, oh, it's just probably Batman. He's always Batman because. Uh, I don't think Wildstar ever calls him Bruce. I think she always just calls him Batman. <laughs> yeah. Even in the scene between the two of them. So, I, you know, it's kind of cool that we get to see, see see some Bruce Wayne in here and some really good stories that come with that. Yeah, so you also get the sad bit where he's, like, reminiscing over his dead parents. Um, yeah. And then you get the really cool, which I really love, actually, is the um, bit where um, Alfred comes in He's like, oh, I saw you like this, like this, like sad state before, and he basically lists all of the previous films in two thousand one, in two thousand three, in two thousand five, ninety seven, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and that weird one in sixty eight, and then it's that. Uh, but previous to that, they were all recreated, and we saw these film moments essentially all recreated in Lego. So we get to see Ben Affleck in Lego, and um, and uh, come on, you got this Christian Bale, Christian Bale, Stallone. <laughs> My mind has gone out here. Um, yeah, so we get to see all those in Lego. And then when we get to the weird one, the weird phase in the 60s, we, we Adam see West. Up, we're Adam West. We see the live action clip of him. <laughs> and he's like surfing, good. isn't he? Do that the surfing yeah, shit. Yeah, there's a lot of nods, actually, to to that series throughout the whole of the film, which is nice. And I think there's yeah. a lot of nods from all of the films and series and stuff, which is nice. Yeah, I believe well, I mean, the guy that um, directed it was massive Batman nerd yeah I think I think that's the good thing about Monday superhero films that they're not just getting these bland directors to come in and do the jobs they're they're getting people that care about these characters want to learn more about this so another thing with the actors you know there was a big thing about I think especially in the first phase of the MCU like people like Robert Downey Jr like he cares about the character of Iron Man but he probably doesn't care too much about the comic side of things like he came in did his own version of Iron Man which is great but people like for example you obviously think like Tom Holland. He is a massive Spider-Man nerd. Like he wants to be the best Spider-Man yeah. he can be for everyone. You got, you know, there's, there's so many of those examples now with the new younger castings. And I think same thing with the people that work behind it. I mean, Kevin Feige is the prime example of that. You know, big head of Marvel Studios. He cares so much about making this universe the best it can be that almost there's not really any films that get left by the wayside. And the fact that we're what twenty three films in and um. 
one Disney Plus series in, and we're still wanting more from this world. You know, it's it's incredible. Um, you know, the only thing I will say that sort of yeah, the only thing I will say about the last year is that I'm sort of happy we got a year off from Marvel. I know it wasn't meant to happen, but I'm sort of happy we did take that year out to kind of recollect ourselves. Because then when One Division started up again, there was the hype. You know, it was hype again to get going, and I think that worked well. And I think I think with the Lego Batman movies that they knew they weren't going to get as big of an audience, so they knew that they could go for the more this more niche style, um, you know, bring up some things that maybe Batman fans would know and nobody else, and have some fun with it. And I think they, they take every advantage. Yeah, and they did that um, with Into the Spider Verse as well. I think it's those small and well, I'd say small films like the animated films. They're not as like big high blockbusters that we're used to. Um, so they get like. Um, not as big directors essentially for these for these films that they can have more fun with and get more more like cameos and little yeah. nods and stuff and works really well. You know, I I I agree, and I think yeah, I yeah, this film this film works really well on a level as well because it's a father you know it's a father son story. I mean, it's not legitimately but it's as close as you're going to get with Batman and Robin and Robin kind of being this young a different take on Robin because he's like literally a child in this which creates some incredible hilarious moments um you know and that's really cool and obviously you get the moment in the film where like they they have that little mini breakup things like that it kind of follows that these very easy beats obviously it is a kid's film it is a you kids that are like six gonna watch this movie so the plot can be too complicated um but yeah it's all it's all, it's all just, it's all a lot of fun. I mean, you even get people like Superman in this as well. And Literally everyone, there's a cameo from everyone you can think of, pretty much. You know, it's, it's surprising the Doctor didn't even blim and pop up at that point because he may as well yeah. just had literally everyone. Um, but yeah, it's, I suppose that's kind of its biggest merit is that because with a film like this, you don't need to speak about the plot or or that it's complex characters because it is a Lego film and it is made for you know for children. So it's very much kind of a basic plot and it follows these basic things that we've all seen. We've seen the Lego Batman movie before, but it's the things that they do to the story, the things they add to it, the love that and the craft that's gone into it, how they make it fun with these musical sequences, these cameos, how colourful it looks, you know, the characterization. That it, it makes this very basic story just a lot of fun and you know maybe the best there Lego movie so far maybe um yeah. I mean the only one that is kind of not great is Ninjago I didn't really get much out of that one but the other the I other ones, watched like, that, to be but the, 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 not having a fan of Ninjago to be honest that was sort of the the Lego series that was introduced just as I was getting out of it I think as in like original sets essentially. Because you've seen Lego Movie 2, yeah? Yeah, I've seen Lego Movie 2. Um, that song that's going to get stuck inside your head didn't get stuck in my head. Um, yeah. But it was a good storyline still. Um, you just didn't like yeah. that song for m- multiple reasons. Yeah, it was like, oh, let's try and redo everything as awesome, but not as good. <laughs> oh, dear. oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, no. Damn. Well, what's your favourite song from, from this soundtrack, if, if, if you have one? I don't know. I do like the re, the rehash of Man in the Mirror at the, at the party, at the retirement party. That's good. But in terms of original songs, um, I don't know, really. Um, there's the big one at the end, which is uh, Friends Are Family, which is your, yeah. your big cheesy pop um, sort of music video-esque sort yeah. of song. 
Um, but I do like the little moments where you get like Batman's like 30 seconds of singing about stuff. Yeah. Um, we just the little beatboxing, like the little beatboxing scene in the jail was pretty fun. Yeah. It's just, he starts yeah, off like, no, 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 in this series, um, series film, that's the one. It's a film. Um, <laughs> the film. Did Did you watch it? Um... <laughs> yeah, I watched it in eight parts. <laughs> each fifteen minutes um, each. <laughs> yeah. Um, it must be really confused when it just randomly cut and it just ended. Yeah. No, 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 no like cliffhanger, nothing. It just kept ending, and then you have to wait a week. <laughs> yeah, it's like a lobster in the microwave, and then bam, I have to wait till next week to see if we could eat it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> some of the weirdest sentences in the, I love this podcast already because some of the strangest thing, that was only the strangest thing that's ever been said in the history of the show <laughs> oh there's more to come there's more to come don't worry yeah. <laughs> but yeah talking of, talking of lobsters um, back to the start of the film I guess you get to see um, Batman as Bruce Wayne live his sort of like normal life essentially um, yeah. yeah, which they do pretty well. Um, it's no different to what I'm doing now, essentially. You know, get home, stick something in the microwave, <laughs> eat it on my own, uh, watch a film on my own. Um, yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's, look, it's yeah. We're, look at pictures we're, when you could be with people. We are all Batman right now. I think. At least for the small future, hopefully not 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 the oh god, yeah. hopefully not too much longer. Um, fingers crossed, world. Um, we can only hope. Um, but again, I like the fact as well that they don't. This film, it's not just a Batman film. It is a Bruce Wayne film. They do give because the thing is, they could have made Batman just the, this cheesy like you know I'm Batman, which which would work because that is incredibly funny and probably would never run dry because Will yeah. Will Arnett is so great. But I like the fact that they still opted to tell this Bruce Wayne story within the film about family and all that kind of stuff because it gives again extra layers to the whole Robin arc that happened. Alfred's great as well. I love Alfred in yeah. this film. Alfred's voiced by um, is it Ralph Fiennes? Uh, yeah, Ralph Fiennes. Who, uh, <laughs> which is odd, which I uh, found out earlier. Um, obviously, we see Voldemort in the in the film, don't we? Yep. Ralph obviously, he's Voldemort. Yeah. Voldemort, but he doesn't does voice he Voldemort. Voice... Does he not? No. no, he voices obviously Alfred, but no, Voldemort is um is voiced by um oh, I had it written down um Eddie Izzard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they did just get a bunch of weird celebrities to do a bunch of stuff, didn't they, for this film? They were like, right, we'll just get. This guy, yeah, because yeah, Clark Kent is, is played by Channing Tatum, yeah, and then isn't Green Lantern Jonah then, Hill, uh, yeah, and um, Mariah Carey voices the mayor, <laughs> um, yeah, it, I, was, well, I think Wonder Woman is Colby Spoilers, but it, I think as well, I think that was something, or at least she was in one of the films, and um, um Def Green voices King Kong, that's a bit random, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's an odd cast, but you know some of these casts just get like one or two lines, and they're quite big, big actors. And then you have Eddie Izzard. <laughs> no offense yeah. to Eddie Izzard, but you know. But no, yeah, like 
they said I think it's, they made a good use of the license as well that they just were like right we'll put everything in here we'll get like the biggest superhero team like so you've got Daleks Gremlins other things you know obviously a Joker like Zach Galifianakis is actually very good he's he's very yeah. good it, it's kind of you kind of can't really beat Mark Hamill in terms of voicing the Joker so I don't kind of go for it they don't go for your traditional Joker here he's a bit different he's a bit more like, he's a Lego Joker childish. essentially more childish yeah he's a Lego Joker so he's like more characterised more fun um, so he's less see, he's less, I, he's less I want to kill you he's more like I want to have a laugh um, yeah like, the Joker's like, like my oh go on so he, he's just like tell me you hate me as in like because there's this weird sort of like love thing going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, that. he's like, I can't. He's like, no. Um, you know, it's just, it's really, it's, it's really, it's, it's really fun. Um, you know, I, I think I like the fact as well. They, they don't shy away from just shoving you straight into the action in this film as well. Like the, like the first, no, 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 Batman song that you sing at the beginning is great. You know, it's yeah. just, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of hard to, to review these sorts of films and put them in coherent. Uh, you know, reviews because it's obviously it's not it's not a deep film. You're not going to go away and go, oh, what was that about? And we'll kind of discuss because it's just a bunch of fun from start to finish. You know, yeah. it's not like when you know whenever you review a new episode of Doctor Who, even Wonder Vision, like we were talking about, you can't really theorize anything because it's just people at Lego creating a really great film for 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 people to enjoy. And, yeah, and, and they have succeed. made. <laughs> Yeah, and with the Batman movie compared to the first Lego movie, um, they did make it look different and more dramatic. So they used like wide angle lenses this time instead of the the other lenses they used in the first Lego movie. They've made it darker to suit that Batman aesthetic. Um, and obviously the lighting, the lighting's a lot darker um, and they've made things a bit more realistic. So whereas in the Lego movie, everything that's made out of Lego is here as well, but they've gone for more realistic tones. Um, Whereas like in the Lego movie, the house would obviously be made out of bricks. Um, when this one, they've used more realistic colours for it to give it that sort of like Batman aesthetic. Um, and things like uh, the, the sea and um, like the fog and the smoke and stuff is all real stuff rather than bits of Lego all sort of broken up. So it gives a more dramatic look of a film. Yeah. But then you still get the fun bits like um, the little Lego flames and... Um, when they have the fight sequences, you get all of like the power and the zap and stuff. Yeah, I also have to put out for the viewers. People, people sometimes listen to me go, "Why do you keep moving?" Especially, I sit on my legs, and my legs get really dead by about an hour in. So I'm not trying to trying to find a comfortable way to sit, which is why I normally turn my camera off at some points. Um, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, I think they definitely had a different aesthetic for this because they knew it wasn't going to be the same as. I kind of view it in the sense, and this obviously this is just like it's not real. It's just I kind of view it as this is like a Batman film in the Lego universe. So like it's like even like the Lego people could go watch this film. Hence why it's like yeah. real water. Hence you know I think that because it's it's sort of it, you know it doesn't really suit most of the rest of the Lego world. However, it is just a great part. You know it's a great add-on. I think and it's kind of a shame that they haven't done anything more with any of the other Lego. DC characters because I know Batman was the big one from the actual Lego movie yeah. films, but I think you, there's a real market there to just create some really good fun, or at least do a sequel to this one. Yeah, I definitely think it's, it can be on the cards because I think in the Lego Movie Two they even reference the Batman movie because I think Batman's like I have my own movie sort of thing. Um, at one point, 
But yeah. um, in terms of other DC characters, I don't really know anyone else that would have as good as a storyline to do as Batman, to be, to be perfectly honest. That's because Marvel is way better than DC. Sorry, kids, it's the truth. Shocker. It's on Netflix for very low budget. Um, mm. Isn't isn't there a bunch of them on Netflix anyway? Um, I think. I think so. There's loads of little Lego movies. You get like Scooby Doo ones. Uh, there's some Star Wars ones, which are quite fun. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so that's just yeah. There we go. It's yeah. Nothing more. I don't. Is there any notes that you want to say more on this film? Because. I could just we could just keep saying it's great, but I think I think the viewers would be like, you could just say the same any, things over there. Was there any sort of standout moments for you in, in I, there? I I do I do really like um I really like the bit where obviously they're in all the villains come and joke, it's like listing them off. It's, it's sort of like but the Frankenstein's monster part of the film is like it's alive my 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 master plan is back and you, you it's like you have to like you could pause the film and you could just search and try and look for little little things that they didn't might not have mentioned but they may have snuck in there for you i think that's probably my favorite scene just because it's so bonkers but i also really like the scene where batman also just goes to the like the, the you know the fortress of solitude and having like a party it's like where, where's my invite and I'm like, oh man <laughs> yeah i think that bit's really good as well um you know i, I think the character obviously the action's great but every little bit of character moment, I think, to me, is just is is possibly where this film shines. Yeah, definitely. It's just I think with the Lego um, movies, it's more about the fun aspect. So it's more like if you were, you're watching the movie as if like you were going to be playing at home, essentially as a kid. Like I've got my Batman Lego here, but you know what? I'm going to stick it a Dalek, or you know, the Wicked Witch is going to come in and help Batman and whatever. Like that's yeah. what you see green essentially is what you yeah. want to imagine as a kid playing playing with lego um which i think sort of fits into the original lego movie where it's like obviously um will ferrell and his child playing with lego essentially um so they've kept that in there definitely for sure yeah no, exactly yeah. i think i think that's that's what i mean i think as this is where this slightly differs because i don't think you can imagine you can sort of imagine this still you can imagine it being that but you can also just imagine this being a film within the lego universe you know at the same yeah. time so that if you if you if they did want to divert from that and you'd like if they did a post credits where essentially everyone's watching this film i think that would have been really funny i think that could have been a missed opportunity where like emmett's watching it wild stars watching it and Batman's like so what do you think um you know yeah and that's the that's the illusion we get because obviously at the start he's like every movie starts with black screen yeah. and then at the end it's like oh i hope that wasn't recording and then you see him put the lens cap over yeah over the camera and then you get the credits so it does get that aesthetic anyway um and i think you've you've hit it right perfectly saying that it's it feels like a film within a film yeah um yeah there you go i don't think there's anything more to say because it it's just a bundle of joy you know um unless you've got anything in your notes that we haven't touched upon yet um um only only the ending <laughs> bit of how they they bring the city back together after it sort of splits in half they just sort of do this sort of weird giant centipede human centipede of lego essentially <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where they just sort of like you know take their hair off and sort of yeah. together. yeah <laughs> 
yeah. they got and we all laugh at that but if that was a real human film we'd be like oh that, um, what the no yeah, let's make a human centipede out of lego and that's the solution to the film essentially like, yeah <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's it's a strange it's a, it's a strange one but it fits within the lego universe and it, it's yeah, great i did that as a kid you know stick all the lego people on top of each other you know it's fun yeah, it's 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 really yeah, it's it's just it's it's like again it sort of brings back that illusion of maybe this is a kid playing with his like again the music, you know. Yeah, because they because they end up like that and it's like they do that and then eventually just goes click like that and you hear the Lego brick sort of like that sound yeah. of like Lego clicking again, together. Yeah. So so you get obviously the the movie aesthetic all the way through and then you get the little bits here and there. It's like child's toy. Um, yeah. Okay, I think that's everything we really want to say on the Lego Batman uh, film, as it were. Um, yeah, all the little bits that we talked about, like all the little cameos and little nods and Easter eggs and stuff. That's, that's I think, the bits that make it. That make yeah, it I think yeah, that make it. That I think that's the bit that make it, that make it special. Like, like, like I said, there, there is a very solid, uh, albeit basic plot line because it has to be because it is obviously a kids, a very young kids film. But all the bits that they add on for like uh, the, the avid fans and you know people that just know cinema and pop culture, I think that's what makes the film even better. Yeah, and it flows nice and well as well. So obviously you get the start, you get introduced to Batman. We know who Batman is. Um, they don't go into too much detail because you don't need to. Everyone knows who Batman is. Um, and then you get to see Bruce Wayne at the party, and then you introduce to obviously Dick Grayson at the orphanage, where he goes and shoots those kids with a gun because that's that's normal. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, 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 shoot, them, shoot them with the gun, give them money, and then piss off again. Essentially, um, you obviously adopt him, um, and then there's obviously the the big fight scene for the villains. Um, and that's after that. Oh yeah, he surrenders, doesn't he, the Joker, um, for his ultimate plan. Um, shit goes down with all the villains returning, and then it's yep. like, oh, we can't do you know, Batman can't do it on his own. He needs his friends. They help him save the day, sing a song, and that's the end. But like, it's a good, solid plot line, essentially. It's nothing too. What's the word? Too. Um, too too complicated. It's that's the one. Too complex. It's nothing too complicated. Complex because it's it's a family film, so yeah, it's something enjoyable. Yeah, I think I think anyone can enjoy this film, and I think if you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. That's all I've got to say. I think I think that's the best way to sum it up. It moves at a click. You'll watch it and you'll think, "Oh, it's over already." That's that's a shame. Like you know, because I think what is yeah. it? A hundred minutes? It's not long. It's hundred four, I think it was. Yeah. So it's it's it, yeah. Macaulay Macaulay will check. We own the same Blu-ray, of course. <laughs> Mine's got I've a got slipcase. Though. I've got slipcase. It's not on because it's not in there at the moment. I could have just given you the ultraviolet code. Okay. Um, <laughs> isn't that website isn't that website finished anyway it's, doesn't it not exist anymore probably probably yeah um, yeah there we go that is our review of the, the Lego Batman movie uh, and we're coming to this podcast thank you so much uh, for coming on the show before Nathan you want to talk about plug uh, before oh, I've gone out of focus again what is it doing it doesn't like you Alex That's I'm funny. back yeah, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm very tempted to say something, but I will refrain from saying said verbiage. Um, yes. Um, but 
anything you want to plug anything you want to talk about before we wrap up uh, at all no I think I don't think there's anything I need to plug at the moment follow um, Macaulay on Twitter he's very yeah, good at Twitter Apparently, what, so. what what are they? Tell them the socials. Oh, uh, so my socials are literally just um, at McCordy Cairns. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah. Is it Mickey really. Smith 007 or something? What's your figure? Oh, yeah. Say? So if you're, if you're a Doctor Who fan, um, as most people are, I think, um, I get a lot of merchandise. I always post some nice pictures on Instagram. Um, and that's under Mickey Smith 07. Um, oh, yeah, I had extra. Oh, shit. Um, I said yeah. double O. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not that good. It's not that elite yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think the next post I'll probably be putting on that will be the season eight box set, which is due any day now. Well, it will be here. It will be there by the time this comes out. It will be, this, hopefully. No delay. Yeah, because there's two podcasts this week, so you're already, there's a because I missed I missed a week a week back, so you're on like Thursday, I think, on the releases. So uh, there was two podcasts this week. So aren't you lucky? And also yeah. tomorrow there will be a Horns of Narmon watch along. Very exciting. A lot, a lot of yeah. us are going to be there. It's like a massive pie. McCall, I don't know whether McCauley's going to be there because he said, "Tell me on the day." It is the day of the recording. I don't know. Didn't ask him yet. Can you reveal to people oh. now? Are you going to be there? Are you not going to be there? Um, I will be there. There we go. There's a there's a lot of people coming on, you know. I'm getting messages from people that don't normally pop up. They're like, you're doing a nine one watch long? I'll be there. So, oh. ah, so who's on the agenda for um me, you, Adam, uh, Reese Marshall, Owen, Beef, Elijah. That's seven, I think. Wow, that's a big that's a big there's a lot of us. And there are 84 times they say nine one. So get ready. Because we're oh, going yeah. we're gonna be dead. <laughs> That's going to be fun. And after that, we got another watch song the day after the day ones for Attack the Bock, but that would have already happened, so there's no point plugging it here anyway. But we check the hashtag for some great tweets. That yeah, especially at McCauley, especially at McCauley Counts. Um, there's those where the good tweets are at. <laughs> what if I end up watching it? Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. I want to watch the, the Kieran Hyman edition of... Yeah, the, the special edition. Special edition, yeah. Um, there we go. Thank you, Macaulay. Thank you so much for being on the show. That's a pleasure. Thank you.